It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every single day of the week. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to this show and all of your favorite shows across the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer weekly Friday mailbag questions here on Locked on Panthers. Already gotten plenty of people who've sent him questions following the Panthers. Embarrassing 25-3 loss on Sunday at the New York Giants. Sam Darnold getting benched in the middle of that game as well. Go ahead, get those questions in at Julian Council. First, follow me, but then at me or DM me with your questions for this upcoming Friday. The Panthers are 3-4. and four. The vibes aren't great. Four straight losses following a 3-0 start. The Carolina Panthers have lost guys along the way, like J.C. Horn, for likely the season. He said he wants to be back by the time the playoffs roll around. The Carolina Panthers are probably not going to the playoffs after the way that they played and the current status of their quarterback, Sam Donald, who has been very bad. And, well, not really very bad, just he's been himself the last four weeks of the season here for the Carolina Panthers in that four-game losing streak. They have also haven't had Christian McCaffrey, haven't had Shaq Thompson, and eventually they'll be adding Stephon Gilmore. So there are guys on this roster who will come back in the weeks to come that can help the Carolina Panthers in the second half of the season. Will that be enough for Carolina to get to the playoffs? I doubt it, considering the state of the offense where Carolina still has no offensive identity, and Matt Rule spoke to the media on Monday as he is still in search of a way For the Carolina Panthers to figure out things offensively. Remember, Matt Rule is an offensive coach. He brought in Joe Brady, who was the talk of football, both collegiately and the NFL back in 2019 when he helped LSU get to a national championship and winning it and having one of the greatest offenses in college football history. Since then, we've seen Joe Brady be the coordinator here in Carolina, where He oversaw an offense last season with Teddy Bridgewater and Mike Davis and Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson that had four guys go over a thousand yards from scrimmage. So we know that he has the capability of putting guys in the right positions. But this season, that has just not happened. And there's plenty of people questioning whether Joe Brady is the answer here in Carolina as the OC. And I'm certainly one of those people who I've always been skeptical of whether Joe Brady truly was ready for this position just based off of the limited experience that he had having been in non-on-field roles with Penn State under Joe Moorhead, their OC, back when he was with James Franklin, the head coach of Penn State, then spending time down in New Orleans under Sean Payton, a brilliant offensive mind, but the first time he's ever had control of the playbook and being the primary play caller was last season, 2020, with the Carolina Panthers. So he's only had 23 games as the primary play caller, all coming at the highest level of football, where theoretically the greatest defensive minds are all here. 
in the National Football League, and he struggled. Matt Rule reaffirmed on Monday that Sam Darnold will continue to be the starting quarterback moving forward to Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons. He also said that he's not looking to make any changes. As far as the play caller goes, Joe Brady will continue to call plays, even though that they want to find a way to implement a more run-first offense, which is interesting because I go back to what Logan Ryan One of the corners of the New York football giants had to say on Sunday following the game saying, I respect Matt Rule a lot. I respected him at Temple, but when he said this week they're going to run the ball 33 times to establish an identity, he's going to have to do it next week. You hear stuff like that. This is our house. And I did mention it's interesting that Matt Rule would come out on Monday and say that this is what we're going to do. We're going to run the ball this amount of times, and we are going to be a physical football team that runs down teams' throats. Like you gave away your game plan, and the Giants came out after that first drive and they shut it down and Panthers only ran it 17 times, seven of those runs coming in the opening drive. And when you get behind, we have no choice but to throw. They throw it 49 times again on Sunday and lose. Matt Rule saying a week prior, the Carolina Panthers do not have an elite passing game and all the mistakes that they have and the turnovers all come from the passing game. So they cannot sit there and drop back 40 plus times a game. Well, what do they do on Sunday? They drop back 40 plus times in the loss to the New York Giants. And Matt Rule doesn't think that there's just one simple fix for the Carolina Panthers. Surely getting Christian McCaffrey will come back and help this Panthers offense. He said, I don't know that anything that's happening is going to be solved by any one move. It's really easy when you see five things being done right and one struggling, then you fix it there. But when everything's not to the standard you want, all I know is to keep working. We're trying to build a championship team, a team that competes for the win a Super Bowl. We're trying to build it. We don't have it. We're trying to build it. That's the process we're going through and the mentality and culture we're trying to create of not making excuses, not looking at other people and everyone controlling themselves. And right now, the Panthers offense can't block anybody. Six sacks were given up on Sunday, even though, according to Pro Football Focus, all six of those sacks were attributed To the quarterback. So there's been plenty of people who want to make excuses, which Matt Rule said they're not going to do for Sam Donald and why he struggled blaming the offensive line. Well, quarterback sacks are not all on the offensive line, as we found out on Sunday, as Pro Football Focus said that all six of those were attributed to P.J. Walker and to Sam Donald. Throw the ball away. Also, um, the running back situation, Christian McCaffrey's not healthy. Chuba Hubbard's fine, but it's not like they gave him a ton of opportunities on Sunday. It wasn't like he was that effective when he did run the football outside of that first drive of the game. Wide receiver outside of DJ Moore, they're getting nothing out of there. Pass the passing game in terms of the tight end. Well, Ian Thomas, he says he's playing excellent football, but apparently he's not a part of the passing game. And there was a question asked by Steve Reed of the Associated Press whether Sam Donald misses Dan Arnold, which was supposed to be a fun thing we were going to say all year long. Arnold to Darnold, would they trade him away to get CJ Henderson and Since then, the Carolina Panthers are 0-4. So maybe they're really missing Dan Arnold. That's the guy that would have unlocked the Carolina Panthers offense this season. I doubt it. I think whenever they get Chris McCaffrey back, things will be better. And also, they can ever convert third downs. Carolina Panthers were just 2-15 of on third down conversions on Sunday, and they're now 29th in the league in that category this season, only converting 31.6% after just converting 13 of their last 55 chances in the four-game losing streak. A lot needs to be fixed for the Carolina Panthers. We can talk about it ad nauseum. We will continue to talk about it throughout the week as I try to figure out what they can do better and you can try and figure out what they can do better. But really, at the end of the job, Matt Rule's just got to do his job and fix this. Like, that's why he's here. He's a program builder. He's got a seven-year contract. Will he be here for all seven years at the current trajectory? I would say no. 
But again, let's recognize that this is a guy who typically in that third season, that's where things really blow up for his organization and for who he has here. Now, what has limited the belief that next year will be that year is that the Carolina Panthers have yet to identify a franchise quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater, I don't know whether they actually thought Teddy Bridgewater was going to be a franchise quarterback, but I don't think anyone who had watched Bridgewater throughout his career really truly thought that that guy is going to lead someone to the promised land. And that's not to say that I don't like Bridgewater as a player. I just think that his ceiling is limited. Now, Sam Darnold, same case, except I just don't think he has a ceiling. I thought he was worse than Bridgewater when they brought him here. And so far, he's proven just that based off of what he did the past three seasons in New York when he's done, especially the last four weeks with the Carolina Panthers during his losing streak where the Carolina Panthers really needed him to help carry this offense while Chris McCaffrey was absent and now on IR for another week. Hope we'll be back week nine against the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers come back home, hopefully back at 500 at four and four, but we'll see. Because they have yet to identify a quarterback, there is... Their name is being linked to potentially trading for Deshaun Watson of the Houston Texans. I put out a thread on Twitter, and I will spend some time here one final time addressing the Carolina Panthers' reported interest in Deshaun Watson and whether I believe that's a good idea for the Carolina Panthers considering all of the baggage Watson has right now with the Houston Texans. We'll get into that here on Locked on Panthers in just a moment. Hey, Panther fans, this is Julian Council with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back by using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. In case you missed it, Deshaun Watson, the Houston Texans quarterback, is on the trade block. He's been on the trade block dating back to this past spring. 
where he said he wants out of Houston, was tired of everything he dealt with there when, as it pertained to the ownership and to Bill O'Brien, the former head coach. He wanted a brand new, fresh start, was not included in the decision to move on from his former wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, also a Clemson alumnus just like him, who's now with the undefeated Arizona Cardinals. Deshaun Watson wanted no part of the Houston Texans. He also has a no-trade clause, and he was eyeing South Beach and playing for the Miami Dolphins, who are off to a 1-6 start, losing six straight games after starting off the season with a win on the road against the New England Patriots. Miami has been reported as the front runner for weeks now, as they do not appear to be all in on last year's first-round draft pick, Tua Tunga Vailoa. And it wouldn't be the first time we've seen a team move on from a first-round quarterback after only a season or two. The Arizona Cardinals, who are undefeated, like I mentioned, moved on from Josh Rosen and on to Kyler Murray, and that certainly has worked for them under head coach Cliff Kingsbury, and maybe that's what the Miami Dolphins want to be. But this is not Locked On Dolphins. This is the Locked On Panthers podcast, and the Carolina Panthers following Sunday's loss and Sam Darnold being benched in the fourth quarter in favor of P.J. Walker to try and find a spark, even though a week prior, Darnold was able to lead this team back and into overtime where they eventually lost to the Minnesota Vikings. Matt Rule didn't have any faith that he could come back and do the same thing again on Sunday in his former home stadium of MetLife Field, which there proves the Carolina Panthers made a mistake, which I told you they did back in April by trading a second, fourth, and sixth round pick for Sam Darnold. Now they got the fourth round pick and a sixth round pick back, but they do not have a second round pick coming up here in the 2022 draft, which is some capital that they certainly could use in a potential trade for Deshaun Watson of the Houston Texans. This is not necessarily... A topic of conversation I really feel like we need to be getting into just based off of what is going on legally with Watson and what he has been accused of. Like, this really shouldn't be a football conversation. I think the legal process should really play out first before any team should think about going out there and trading for Deshaun Watson. But because I host a daily Panthers podcast and I'm getting plenty of questions about this and it's all over the NFL media and the news and it pertains to the Carolina Panthers. I have to do my due diligence by answering this question about Deshaun Watson. Now, if you follow me on Twitter, like I've asked you to do, at Julian Council, you would have saw on Sunday evening, I did put out a post on why I am not in favor of the Carolina Panthers going after Deshaun Watson right now. So I'm going to go over it again for anyone who does not follow me and only listens to the podcast. Again, at Julian Council on Twitter. Deshaun Watson, right now, I do not believe, should be a Carolina Panther. I do not believe that they should mortgage whatever draft picks that they have to go out there and get Deshaun Watson. Why do I say that? Because Deshaun Watson currently is facing 22 active civil lawsuits accusing him of sexual misconduct and sexual assault and various massage appointments in addition to at least 10 criminal complaints. Now, Deshaun Watson, which is important to add, has denied any wrongdoing. And this is the United States of America. And I understand that the court of public opinion and Twitter and social media and all that kind of stuff, people can have their own opinions. I certainly have my own opinions because 22 is a very large number for all of this to be fake. But again, innocent until proven guilty. And Deshaun Watson, who very certainly could go out there and pay these women off to get, let it go away so he continue to play football and not risk potentially just going out to court and him being found guilty if he is guilty, He decided not to do that. So he maintains his innocence and 
Hopefully he is innocent because I hope that this is not true. And hopefully that these people weren't lying. I, it's either way. It's a bad situation. And I just, I, Deshaun Watson, the guy I had a lot of respect for as a player and seemingly look like as a human being. I, and I don't know Deshaun Watson. This is why I always caution people. They say, oh, that's my quarterback to not do that. Cause you don't know these people. We don't know these athletes. They are just human beings like all of us. And this is why I've always said the NFL when it comes to the decision for the Carolina Panthers, maybe want to bring Deshaun Watson into this community after having issues that they've had as it pertains to some of their athletes and their relationship to women. Um, Ray Carruth, Greg Hardy, um, all the reports that came out when Jerry Richardson was in charge of this team and why he's no longer the owner of the Carolina Panthers. It's not necessarily a great look, but the NFL has proven time and time again that they do not care about women the only thing that matters in the national football league is winning football games and making all that money the sooner you understand that the better off you'll be and honestly i don't believe that the nfl should be the moral compass of our society it's football yes their main goal should be winning yes their main goal because it is a billion dollar business should be trying to grow that business and make as much money as possible like every single business in this country and across the globe it's a business if they want to keep up the charade that they care about women they can go ahead and do that but they've done enough to prove that that is not the case in terms of how they've handled certain players over the course of time especially the last 10 years when it comes to the National Football League. And with the Carolina Panthers, who are seen as one of the community pillars in Charlotte, I, I don't buy that at all. It's a football team. It is a football team. I don't necessarily hold the Carolina Panthers in high regard within the community here in Charlotte and across the Carolinas. These men are not role models. <laughs> Charles Barkley told you this. They're not role models. They are private citizens in a public-facing job. They certainly can hold influence and do a lot of good with the roles that they have, like a Greg Olson. But again, I don't know Greg Olson. Seems like a great guy, but they can be role models. But not every single player, just because he puts on a uniform and plays a football game, is a role model. So I'm not going to perceive the Panthers and the NFL and all these players for more than they really should be. Private citizens in a public-facing role who certainly have the opportunity to have a positive or negative impact on our community. And quite frankly, I think it's kind of repulsive that we're even having the conversation that we have to, given the nature of the allegations. If you want to learn more and read more about the allegations of the John Watson investigation that the NFL had, it's basically been barely an investigation. Go read Jenny Vrentis of Sports Illustrated, who's highlighted and detailed many of the things that Deshaun Watson is accused of from women who aren't even a part of the lawsuit, who have nothing to gain from all of this. Would I want Deshaun Watson to be the Carolina Panthers quarterback if none of this was going on? Absolutely. And I don't necessarily, I'm not saying he's guilty, but considering what is going on and what he's accused of, I don't think it's a good business decision or football move for the Carolina Panthers to go out there and get a quarterback who potentially could not end up playing for this team ever. Now, if he comes here this season, he's he can play right away. Apparently, that because he's not been charged with a felony, he is not go, likely to go on the NFL commission or exempt list and that he will be eligible to play. His status remains to be unchanged according to all the reports I've read out there. So if he gets traded, the Panthers trade for him, he can play this season. But will he play next season? 
That's the big question mark. Will he play the year after that? Will there be any sort of suspension? I don't know. And certainly the way that this all all this goes on and what's going on with the emails, the Washington football team, there could be another scandal where people forget about what Watson did if he ends up being guilty of all these things and we all move on and we enjoy it. And I know there's plenty of people out now who are saying, oh, I'm very glad that you don't make the decisions and you're an idiot and that's fine. That's people's opinions. And hey, look, that's America today. We got a lot of terrible people in this country who don't care about anything but football and winning football games. And I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm on my moral high horse. I said, I don't think the NFL should be the moral compass of our society. Like if they want to go out there and get a guy who's good at football, by all means, go ahead and do that. Just understand there's can be ramifications that come across poor within the community and Watson potentially could end up burning the Panthers by not ever playing for the team past this season. If, all these things come out to be true and he faces potential jail time. That, that's that's all I'm saying. I just don't think it's worth the risk right now for the Carolina Panthers. If this wasn't going on, absolutely, I would want Deshaun Watson. The people saying I don't want Deshaun Watson, that's not true. I would love him for him to be here in Carolina. Just not right now. Not with the circumstances. Not until all this is cleared out. And I hope it gets cleared up. And I hope that everything works out for the better for everyone involved. But right now, it does not make any sense to me for the Carolina Panthers to be in on Deshaun Watson. Yes, Sam Darnold is terrible. And I told you he was terrible. And I'm very frustrated that the Carolina Panthers wasted all of our time by going out here and bringing him here to Carolina and thinking that they were smart enough to fix a player who should not be the starting quarterback of any team in the National Football League. All that is frustrating. But what would be worse is giving up a bunch of picks, getting to Sean Watson, and then him ended up not playing for the Carolina Panthers past this season or ever again. Like, that is not the situation that you want to have here. And also, David Tepper is a guy who talked about they're not going to be an organization as NDAs. Like, this is just not what you want to do following up from a culture in that organization, in that building, that was not conducive to women working in a safe environment. That's just how I feel, just based off of what he has been accused of. It's all alleged. None of it has been proven guilty yet. That's all I'm saying. I just don't think right now for the Carolina Panthers, it makes good business sense to go out there and bring Deshaun Watson to the team. If things get cleared up again, I would be more than happy to have Deshaun Watson here as a Carolina Panther. But as of right now, my position finally on this is that I'm not in favor of it. Now, if it happens... Then we'll talk about it, and we'll have no choice but to, and it will certainly be a boost for the Carolina Panthers on the football field for the remainder of the 2021 season, but as far as 2022, who knows? Who knows? So there it is. My position on Deshaun Watson, if you hate it, fine. If you love it, fine. Like Either way, it's one man's opinion. You're free to have your own opinion, and that's just kind of where we're at here as it pertains to Deshaun Watson. So there, there's my thoughts. All right, we'll get more into uh, some of the updates we got from Matt Rule during his Monday press conference following the Panthers' 25-3 loss here in just a moment. They're back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From the NBA, college basketball, college football, the NFL, the Major League Baseball postseason, the Braves are in the World Series, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. 
This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers it makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand or warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Safe to say the Panthers got a win on Sunday. <laughs> they got, they cannot lose the Atlanta Falcons at all. The Falcons are now 3-3 three and three after winning on Sunday in a game-winning field goal as time expired against the Miami Dolphins, who are now 1-6 in a game maybe the Carolina Panthers can win later on this season. I don't think that was a game that any of us had circled when the year began after the Dolphins came off of a nine-playoff 10-6 season, and there was a thoughts and hopes that maybe Tua Tonga Bailoa could step up and show that he's the guy. And now Tua might not even be a Miami Dolphin if the Dolphins do, in fact, go trade for Deshaun Watson of the Houston Texans. That's not something we've got to worry about just right now. they got to worry about where the Carolina Panthers can get past the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in a city where the Carolina Panthers have struggled mightily to win at consistently, having an all-time losing record against the Falcons on the road. I know a lot of y'all hate the Atlanta Falcons, and I understand it, and truly, that's a game that the Panthers need to win. Matt Rule, I don't know how much confidence I truly have in him right now as I just think back to his decision to sign Teddy to that contract, and if you want to place blame on Marty Herney, go ahead, try and do it, but you know, Teddy Bridgewater uh, was Matt Rule's decision, and there was all the uh, the reports about um Evan Cooper, who is a secondary coach, and just telling Matt Rule that that's the guy we got to go get, and Matt Rule being like, yeah, let's do it. And after a year, eh, let's not do this. And now it's also David Tepper being like, I don't want to watch this guy. He sucks. Okay. Well, now you got a guy who's worse. So here we go, David Tepper. Congratulations. You have Sam Darnold, and you're having to watch another bad quarterback. At least, no, a guy who actually is bad, or Teddy Bridgewater is just average. Darnold's bad. And the quarterback position is worse off than it was before. But right now, I don't have the any trust in Matt Rule's ability to evaluate quarterbacks with Teddy Bridgewater and now Sam Darnold, even though you can probably blame the owner like I just did there in forcing him likely to make a change, which is not great that the owner is meddling again. It's not even meddling. He's an active participant in how the Carolina Panthers organization goes out acquiring players and doing certain deals. Ooh, not great when you think about it long term, what that might mean for the Carolina Panthers and I just don't have a ton of confidence in Matt Rule just based off of just how every week he says we're going to get this change and they're going to fix the third quarter stuff and it has not gotten fixed so far. We are midway through just about his second year at the Carolina Panthers and it's the same issues that we've seen last season and through the first seven weeks of the season. Comes out we're going to find a way to be a running football team and a change of our identity. Couldn't do that. So again this week saying the same stuff that we heard last week and what we heard week one and week two and week three and week four and week five. All the same things that continue to play the Carolina Panthers, the poor quarterback play, take care of the football, special teams, the offensive line, all of these things. We continually hear the reporters ask about and continually hear Matt Rule 
answer these questions and time and time again, they don't get fixed. So right now I don't have a ton of confidence. And I've said this before, like I want to do a Sam Darnold. I'm going to do this. I'm going to hold on tight to this when it comes to Matt Rule. I don't feel like we can properly make the evaluation until next season. we got to give this guy a couple years to establish everything, hopefully find a quarterback, which I don't know if they're going to be able to do that as they keep doing quarterback roulette throughout the offseason and hoping that they can cheat the process by going and finding a veteran and hoping that veteran works out when, you know, typically teams go out there and draft a quarterback and then develop them and, you know, it's on them to do it. But instead, they want to try and figure out they can salvage a guy who's terrible and then see if Teddy Bridgewater is the right fit for them and not even give him a second chance after he played throughout a pandemic season and had literally nothing around him in terms of the offensive line and no company uh, defense on the other side of the ball and special teams not being bad. But again, scapegoated. He's out of town. It's it's basically it's whatever at this point. Sam Donald's here and he likely will not be here past this season. Well, He'll be here in terms of salary cap hit because there's nobody in the league that's going to be crazy enough to go out there and trade for him and take some take on some of that contract based on how he's played the first two years. Or sorry, the first four seasons, whether three years in New York and the first seven games here in Carolina, particularly the last four without Christian McCaffrey, where he struggled mightily, something we all have seen with our own two eyes. The rules got to fix it. And I don't know. I mean, college coaches have struggled when coming to the NFL. There are very few cases of guys coming up here and actually having success. Even Chip Kelly, who wasn't great in Philadelphia, found a way to get to the playoffs and wasn't good in San Francisco either. But he, I mean, he had a little bit of success. But guys like Nick Saban didn't have success. Steve Spurrier didn't have success. Some of the great college coaches that we've seen. Now, Cliff Kingsbury's come up here. He's actually had a lot of success so far this season with the Cardinals and had a, a decent team last year. So it's possible There's also some really good jobs out there in college that are open, like LSU and USC, where a guy who won at Temple and turned around Baylor would be probably top of the list if things don't work out here in Carolina the rest of the year. But they're not going to wait until January, likely, to go out there and try and bring Matt Rule, and he's not going to quit in the middle of the season, which is why Urban Meyer was never really a realistic choice for USC or even the LSU job that is now open. So Matt Rule's here. He's stuck here. He's got to figure out things. And I think he wants to be here anyway. Seven years, $60 million. David Tepper sure paying a hell of a lot of money for a coach to go out here and play to fix this offense. And he currently has he's making more money in his contract than Derrick Henry is making, which is just so ridiculous. That's even possible for an unproven NFL head coach um, to be able to making the kind of money. And Derrick Henry looks like he's going to lead the league once again for the third straight year in rushing yardage. A couple updates, though. Um, when it comes to the Carolina Panthers, according to the Charlotte Observer, John Alexander, John Miller suffered an ankle injury on Sunday and is likely going to be out two to four weeks. Matt Rule was asked about this. He said he hadn't talked to the doctors by the time he spoke to the media around 1230 on Monday afternoon and that he would have more information later on this week. Not quite sure yet if it's going to be an IR situation, but if he's going to be out two to four weeks, I imagine they're probably not going to do the whole IR deal. Dennis Daly and Trent Scott, because of this injury, did both see time at right guard and late in the game. Dennis Daly got yanked and Trent Scott went in and they've had a lot of issues trying to figure out what they talked about back in training camp, trying to find their best five Carolina Panthers have yet to do that. And with injuries with Pat Elfline, who potentially could be available based off of what Matt rule said and Michael Jordan, he thinks that he's going to be a part of their future moving forward. And I've also mentioned that I believe Pat Elfline will get the first call to be the center for the Carolina Panthers next season, which is a, very frightening thought, and you hope that the Carolina Panthers find a way to 
address that position, but that's typically a position where you don't find good players out there in a free agent market. Matt Paradis was fine in Denver, had leg injury, and he has not been good here in Carolina through two and a half seasons so far, and this will be his last. They're going to have to find one via the draft and hopefully develop that guy if that's possible. Now they got to get more draft picks in order that, for that to happen. But when it comes to the offensive line, Daly, Trent Scott, probably going to get the first call there at right guard. I know a lot of folks are going to go out there and say, well, why don't we play Deontay Brown? Well, Brady Christensen, remember, you want to see him play, right? He struggled on Sunday, according to Matt Rule, and was not great. He graded out as the worst offensive lineman a couple weeks ago when he started at right tackle against the Philadelphia Eagles, where the the Panthers say they like him more on the right side. He gave an opportunity at left tackle with limited snaps throughout the week because Cam Irving was taking those snaps before he had a sickness, an illness, and the neck injury that kept him out of the Philadelphia game crept up once again. But Christensen, in terms of his debut at left tackle, was not inspiring. Now, should he be there instead of Cam Irving? In terms of development and the future, certainly would love to see the rookie go out there and play. But if Cam Irving is the best option for the Carolina Panthers, he should be out there. And this also proves that throwing out a rookie does not immediately solve the offensive line problems as many fans out there would lead you to believe. So, come on, guys. Like, just just understand that they want to go out the veterans right now. And they're also going to give other guys opportunities. But just throwing out, Chris, uh, throwing out Christensen and throwing out Deontay Brown is not necessarily going to fix the issues on the offensive line, especially a position group where communication is is so important, and they don't have any of that right now, and, and they don't have any of the consistency in that unit, and that cannot be helping them week in and week out with the injuries and also the fact that they just don't have a lot of guys who are capable starters right now at the, any of those positions on the offensive line outside of really Taylor Moten at right tackle and probably Matt Paradis at center. So that's where we are with the Carolina Panthers as they continue to prepare to try and salvage something out of their season after losing four straight games as they head down I-85 South on Sunday to face the Atlanta Falcons as they sit at the bottom how of the NFC South. All right, that wraps up another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast here, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network of Julian Council, your host as always. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe to the show. On Apple Podcasts, check us out also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you listen to this show and all your favorite podcasts here across the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, so that you can send me in your questions for a weekly Friday mailbag. Coming up throughout the week, we'll continue to break down the Panthers' upcoming matchup with the Atlanta Falcons. Going to talk to Aaron Freeman of the Locked On Falcons podcast on Thursday, part of our weekly crossover episode. Once again, y'all appreciate you listening to the show and the support. I will talk to you on Wednesday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.